0: Welcome to Channel Reorient. Today we have with us Professor Salman Saeed discussing post Orientalism. So, Professor Saeed, my first question to you would be what exactly is post Orientalism? What do you mean by this term?
1: Post Orientalism really emerges from an idea about what happened after the critique of Orientalism by Edward Said. Now it seems to me there were two main responses. One was a group of people who just carried on with business as usual, who simply rejected it, and pointed out that it was full of uh, various errors, of fact, it was um, badly written, it was polemical, it wasn't the kind of book that one should be writing. And for them, there was nothing to do, just dismiss this out. Mm. There were others who saw something in... Said's critique and wanted to try and respond to it. But in their way of responding was simply to invert some of the things that Said has actually um, complained about. So it became the proposition Said says that um, Orientalism is dominated by the textual, so we now will concentrate on the social. Said says that Orientalism is about. Um, a monolithic idea of islam so we'll talk about multiple islams now many ways anti-orientalism is really a necessary step it's an awareness the way that orientalism has um, produced knowledge about
0: the orient so you've it's very interesting you so we've drawn a distinction now between anti-orientalism and post-orientalism could you go into that yeah, a bit further because i think anti-orientalism is really the cr-
1: an attempt to accept the critique of Orientalism, but it only understands the critique of Orientalism as being what I call um, weak Orientalism. Mm. I think that uh, you have to ask yourself why is it the science book has continued to circulate, continued to be in reprint, but more importantly, been continued to be subject of dispute and contestation almost, you know, 50 years after its um, publication. There are very few books within sociology, within the social sciences, or humanities, which have that kind of long life. And part of it, my argument, is that the book is actually quite incomplete. And it's the incompleteness of the book which has opened the space for people to try and fill, fill it out, to complete it. And it's incomplete because the critique that Said offers has two aspects to it. One. Is a critique that comes from his kind of Foucauldian reading in which the Orient is a construction of Orientalism. The other critique is a much more um, common one which I suppose comes from a sociology of knowledge approach in which Orientalism is really the product of uh, people, scholars, um, etc. who had interests in writing about the Orient which were paid for by oil companies or paid for by governments or it was those kind of institutional mechanisms and often when you think about the criticisms that people make about the knowledge that is produced about Islam, it tends to f- see about, well this person um, got money from this organization etc, etc, this kind of tracing out of the money yeah. trail and that kind of sociology of knowledge approach has become much more commonplace now, but it's something that we can all do. We can try and find the economic rationale, we can try and find the way that um, institutionals are corrupted by having other interests, etc. Right? Now, anti-Orientalism focuses on the sociological approach to the critique of Orientalism. And as a consequence... It's often suggests things like, um, you know, the way around Orientalism is to have better scholarship, to have more self-awareness, etc. Mm. The more radical, the more disruptive, the more deconstructive approach is the one which suggests the Orient isn't being distorted by the Western imagination. The Orient is constituted through Orientalism. So it is Orientalism which makes the Orient. Now if that is the case, then a unravelling of Orientalism also means an unravelling of the Orient. Now the post-Orientalist approach is one which takes this seriously, which takes the idea that the Orient is not an empirical reality which is being distorted, but is actually a reality which is enframed by Orientalism. And once you start critiquing and unraveling Orientalism, you will critique and displace and ultimately um, disintegrate. The orient itself. So post orientism is a response to that.
0: Okay, that that's a lot to take in. Um, so you speak about a constructed orient, and that the orient is constructed by orientalism and framed is what you the word that you mentioned. So what does this mean for those who would? advocate some sort of restoration of an Islamicate past to cure our ills. So, for example, um, it's commonly said that colonialism distorted Islam and that to restore it, we must go back to pre-colonial days, which is pristine, which is where Islam was in power, etc., etc. So what would you say to those kind of The
1: problems, problems? of restoration is... It's impossible. You can't restore the past because we are creatures or temporal creatures. All you can do is restore a reconstruction of the past. There is no authentic past to be restored. So, this is one I would argue is the difference between, let's say, the Wahhabis and the Salafists on one hand and other Islamicists because for them, the restoration is almost seems to be a actual restoration or a restoration predicated in the ability to reconstruct some kind of golden age yeah. around the time of the prophet, around the conduct of the prophet, and to see that not as a reconstruction but as simply as a recovery of what has been distorted through centuries of misrepresentation, etc., of various kinds. The other way to think about the reconstruction is not to see it as a um, attempt to reconstruct something, but simply to see, make the argument that not that there was an authentic Islam, but there was an autonomous Islam, mm. and the difference between the colonial or the the po- uh, and uh, what the co- the colonial contributed to the formation, contemporary formation of Islam is that it took away its agency. It took away its autonomy, not that it took away its authenticity. And the reason why it couldn't take away its authenticity, because there's no authenticity in that way to be held. So if you are for the idea that what you want when you go beyond the colonial... But going beyond the colonial isn't going into the past, it's going into the future. And what you are recovering is the autonomy of Islam. That is that Muslims make their own history, Mm. rather than having to be narrated through someone else's history. There is no illusion here that there is some kind of authentic kernel, there is some authentic core to be found. Mm. except as some sort of therapeutic device or some sort of rhetorical convention but the authenticity is not necessary we cannot recover the authentic because there is no authentic to recover all we can do is build the autonomous which allows different Muslims in different ways to come to terms with different aspects of what they understand their past to be, their present to be and what their future will be and that is why you require politics to manage those differences.
0: Hmm. Okay, I just want to pick up on a couple of threads that were that you're juggling with there. So, I guess you believe that then there can be an escape for a, from a constructed orient, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, the point with a constructed orient is this. The orient was constituted by particular discourses, those discourses, if those discourses are not operational, Mm. um, there will be no Orient. So, for example, take one of the ways of thinking about the colonial has been that the colonial established a hierarchy between the West and the non-West, or the West and the rest. Mm. If you think about it, what does that mean? Well, it means that the West has a name and the non West or the rest simply have a name in reference to the West. They don't have anything of their own. So, one way you could argue is that one of the effects of uh, Islamicism in its broader sense has been to reintroduce or another term into this um, way of framing questions in the globe, and that's to talk about Islam. So, you now have the West, Islam, and the rest. Mm. so you now have a much more complicated picture and you could argue well actually we have the West Islam and China so suddenly now you no longer have names which simply refer to the West in their absence they become names of themselves Mm. names to their own particular traditions so the appearance of for example Muslims on chat shows in the West and things of that as Muslims even if they are critical of Muslim political agency is simply a recognition of the work that has been done in actually creating a Muslim political agency which is global. So you can actually speak about Muslims and find that is recognized in various me- ways.
0: Okay, Professor Said, thank you very much. That went well.